An all-terrain vehicle, or ATV, is a vehicle that travels on three or four low-pressure tires with a seat that is straddled by the rider and handlebars for steering control, operating similar to a motorcycle. The ATV Safety Institute offers guidelines for riders six years of age and up. Alarming rates of ATV-related injuries and deaths have prompted the American Academy of Pediatrics to educate various congressional committees asking that they adopt policies creating limitations on ATV use by children. Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable on Reach MDXM Channel 233. I'm Dr. Kathleen Margolin, and joining me from Kansas City, Missouri, is my guest, Dr. Denise Dowd. She is Professor of Pediatrics at the University of Missouri, Kansas City, and Chief of the Section of Injury Prevention of the Division of Emergency Medicine at the Children's Mercy Hospital in Kansas City. Dr. Dowd splits her time between clinical duties in the emergency department and research advocacy and program development in injury prevention for the hospital. Welcome, Dr. Dowd. Greetings. Dr. Dowd, please share with us um, some of the statistics that you know about um, regarding ATV deaths and injuries among children. Well, it's a huge problem, Kathleen. It's been increasing every year since uh, 1987 when those three-wheel ATVs were outlawed. You know, one statistic I have, which is is mid-80s to 2003, 1,800 children have been killed in ATV crashes. There are over 100 children killed every single year. Um, In addition to that, greater than 30,000 kids uh, are treated in emergency departments for very serious injuries. I'm an emergency clinician, and I can tell you that when we get a call that a kid in an ATV in a wreck has, is coming in, we really prepare for the worst. It is sort of um, one of those things that when we hear that acronym ATV, we really prepare for a bad trauma. Just looking at the statistics, I, I ran across a quote in the testimony given on behalf of the American Academy of Pediatrics stating that 44,700 children were treated in emergency rooms in the year 2004 for ATV-related injuries. And the doctor from the report illustrates the number by saying it is the equivalent of 900 school buses full of children. This is just shocking. It is, and people don't realize it. And that number's increased, you know, because in 2003 that was 38,000 kids. And it is something that they're considered kind of like toys for recreation. And I think people do not consider the danger. But that 900 children, a school bus, yeah, that is very, very impressive. Your work in the emergency room has unfortunately allowed you to see the results of children using the ATVs. Can you describe for us what you see? Uh, what we see is, you know, we'll typically get a call, and the typical one is a male patient coming in from the scene who's between the ages of about 9 and 14 who has got uh, rolled over in an ATV or crashed with another ATV, usually in a recreational setting, and they are severely traumatized, severe head, neck, abdominal, and thorax trauma because you're out there in the open, and these things can go up to 60 miles an hour. They can weigh 600 pounds. And the the power of the machines, this is one of the things contributing to injuries, is has been increasing every single year. And so the trauma we see, it's multiple trauma that is just very graphic because, again, there's nothing to protect the kids. And whether you have a helmet on or not, I mean, wearing a helmet's great, but it does not protect kids from the injuries to the thorax and the abdomen. These are bad injuries. Yeah. Well, as I understand it, they make different sizes of ATVs. And when the ATV Safety Institute talks about guidelines for six-year-olds, there's a small ATV and then the sizes go up. But you're saying even the small ones are 
getting more and more powerful. You know, there are no data that exist right now to indicate that a small ATV is any safer than a large ATV. Mm -hmm. um, kids lack developmental and physical characteristics or maturity to operate these things, especially when they go at those speeds. So kids take risks that they shouldn't. I mean, there's a good reason why it's... Um, the age of 16, we they allow the kids to drive a car. A ATV, like a snowmobile, is a driver interactive vehicle, and so some may even make the argument that they're more difficult to maneuver than an automobile is. And you're taking them out in the middle of nowhere, aren't you, to, to drive these? They want to. They're off road. They're driving them on rough terrain. Yeah, actually, it's like what I call a perfect storm for a bad situation. You got. You know, in an epidemiologic sense, you've got environment factors, a person factor, a host factor, and an agent factor. So the environment factor you just pointed out, these kids are out there in rural areas or in parks, and so access to a quick response trauma system can take, it can take a, a while to do that. And so you've got a, a kid that lacks physical and developmental maturity to operate the vehicle, you know, at a high-risk-for-injury vehicle, and they have a tendency to roll over, put all these things into a real environment where access is, you know, is where it's remote, and you've just created a situation for a, you know, a very bad outcome. What is it like dealing with the families when they come in with a child who's been injured? Well, of course, the, the first reaction is that they love and care about their children very much, and they're devastated by the fact that the kid has been injured. And the thing is, is they didn't you know, when you talk to these families, and obviously when the kid is really sick and injured, it's not appropriate to delve into why they let their kid on ITV in the first place, but I really get the picture that they didn't appreciate the risk to their child when they let their kid um, be on an ATV. I, I did a series of interviews with a mom who lost her child in an ATV, lost her 12-year-old boy, and she told me over and over again, I just didn't realize the risk. I was told that it was fun, that kids loved it, my husband loved it, this is a great time to go out there, and I just didn't appreciate the danger. Yeah, of course, the parents um, care, and they are devastated when their children are hurt by using ATVs. And I'm wondering, is there an illusion that wearing a helmet, wearing pads maybe, and in one case I read where an infant was actually allowed to, to be on in an infant seat, um, that people are imagining that they're these are safe activities for children. Right. You know, it's the old thing. You know, it's called the prevention paradox, and, and it applies to not just ATVs but every other risk behavior as well, is that when you, you know, still probability, you know, statistically speaking, it's not like 50% or 25% or even 10% of kids that ride ATVs are getting hurt. It's still a statistically small percentage. And so when you ride something long enough or ride without a seatbelt or drive drunk and you don't, have a problem and you don't get caught and no one gets hurt, then this reinforces the behavior. And I think that's what's functioning here is, is lack of appreciation of the danger, potential danger, and the fact that you do it so much and, you know, you, you don't get hurt. You know, maybe you've been out there a hundred times, but it's that hundred and first time where the kid is killed or severely injured that it happens. What would you say would be the ideal guidelines for an ATV use by children? Well, uh, I stick by the American Academy of Pediatrics uh, recommendation, and we do not recommend that ATVs are ridden by children under the age of 16. Um, if we let kids ride, you know, have, get driver's licenses at 16, um, then I think that this should this this rule should translate to ATVs. 
um, that kids just don't possess the strength and, and coordination or the maturity to, to, to drive these things. Given that people will allow their children to drive ATVs anyway, what can be done to help decrease injuries and deaths? Injuries and deaths, and we'd apply this to older teenagers and to adults, that we feel that a driver's license should be required to operate an off-road vehicle. That would come with some, some education there, that you obviously shouldn't drink alcohol and ride them, that you should wear a helmet when you ride them, that ATVs should not be driven on paved roads because there's a speed factor thing that occurs there, um, and that carrying passengers on an ATV should be prohibited as well. You've been criticized by the Off-Road Business Association for attacking the ATV industry and threatening their sales of ATV use for children under 16 years of age. Our position as child advocates, our position is not to attack any industry or product maker. Our position is to protect children, and that, that is where we're coming from. To not want to protect children who are being injured and killed while using your products, uh, we would say is irresponsible. The ATV industry likes to point out, though, that other activities that children engage in, such as football and soccer, skateboarding and trampolines, those are dangerous also. They are dangerous also, but there was a very good look at activities, sporting activities, by um, number of hours exposed to that, so the number of hours you played football or rode an ATV, and then the rate of injuries per those number of hours. And when you do that, which is really the only fair way to look at risk of an activity is by the amount of time that you're doing it, is that football, soccer, all of that stuff goes way to the bottom, and there are clear risk activities that go up to the top, and that's ATV use and also snowmobile use by kids. Currently, what has been the response to the education of the congressional committees? Is there anything in the works? I wish I could say that there is, but there is not. Um, We have petitioned the Consumer Product Safety Commission to make action around this, uh, as well as uh, spoken to um, people in, in Congress. And people have been working at the state level, which is probably where this will play out first, rather than on the federal level. And um, some states are making some movements towards greater education, but it's, it's woefully inadequate at this point. Thank you for listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM233, the channel for today's medical professionals. I'm Dr. Kathleen Margolin, and my guest has been Dr. Denise Dowd. She is professor of pediatrics at the University of Missouri, Kansas City, and chief of the section of injury prevention at the Division of Emergency Medicine at the Children's Mercy Hospital in Kansas City. Thank you, Dr. Dowd. For comments and questions, send your email to xm at reachmd.com. Thank you for listening.